Welcome to the Encounter YA podcast, helping young adults follow Jesus. Here are your hosts, Garrett Cars and Annika Carter. Welcome back to the podcast. We are joined by Pastor Derek Mayfield to go behind the message of the Trinity. We discuss the benefits and pitfalls of analogies about the Trinity, the concept of modalism, and the importance of digging deeper into understanding the Trinity all in today's episode. We hope that you'll join us and grow in your faith with us today. All right. Well, we are having Pastor Derek Mayfield back on the podcast to talk about his um, message he did on the Trinity. Probably what? Gosh, it's almost been like two months ago. Yeah, beginning of March. Yeah. Wow. Long time. Seems like a long time ago, at least. So we wanted to do another behind the scenes um, episode on the podcast, just talking about this. I'm sure I know that in our conversations, it was like, oh, how do you fit? this subject in a yeah. <laughs> 27 minute message. Right. So, but we're excited to have you on the podcast. Yeah. Happy to be here. I love to have the opportunity to dive in a little more and talk through this. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So a big thing that kind of makes Christianity a lot different than other re- religions is, is the Trinity. Right. And so why is it important for us to study it and kind of understand the concept of, of the Trinity in general? Yeah, I think that you know it's one of those things that I've I've struggled with in in um, growing in my faith is what is the point of studying something that you can't fully comprehend or understand? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. why would we do that? And I think that um, where and, and and I'm I like answers. I like to be able to get to a solution. If there's a problem, I like to get to a solution and have an understanding or at least an answer and an understanding that I'm comfortable with and say that I feel this way because. And so the Trinity is one that I've really struggled with personally of just, there's not this concrete answer you can get to. Um, And so for a while it was that thought of why even spend time thinking about and studying it if I know at the end, I can't really understand it. (laughs) Um, But I think that you know, if we if we really look at our entire spiritual life and our understanding of of God and who He is and what our purpose is and and why we're here, the reality is is that's the end result of all of it. We don't know the answers yeah. to any of it, right? Um, so, what are we called to do? To each and every day, continue to grow and become more and more like Christ and what yeah. He's calling us to. And so, it makes sense for us to study it and try to learn more about who God is because that allows us to hopefully model a little bit more uh, about who he is. It's also important for us to understand the differences between what does it mean to be a follower of Jesus? What does it mean to be a Christian? And how is that different from somebody who's a Muslim or or a different religion? Right. You know, or even I, like Jehovah's Witness or right. Mormonism or, yeah. I mean, I think there is a huge difference between a specific, specifically Mormonism and Christianity right. when it comes to the Trinity. Especially with the Trinity. And I, I think that it's important for us to know why those differences exist. And and that there's it also just shows us the character of who God is as we study and learn yeah. things. Because while we cannot fully grasp and comprehend the Trinity in our, our human nature and our human minds, we can learn about it and yeah. we can find biblical truth and God can reveal truth to us in the midst of studying. And I think mm-hmm. ultimately that's our job as followers of Jesus is to constantly be pursuing what that truth is and and how that truth changes who we are and what we do. Yeah, that's really good. One of the things that I wanted to bring up 
just as specifically, and it was actually because I think it's becoming a little bit more widely accepted in some of the mainstream um, Christianity circles, but it's this, and and maybe you haven't heard of it for sure. I don't know, but it's called modalism. Uh-huh. Are you familiar with yep. what that is? So I'd like for us to just talk about it for a second because mm-hmm. I was on Instagram this morning and <laughs> was listening to a famous speaker, which we're not, I'm not here to shame or anybody. Sure. I'm not going to name names, but very well-known and several well-known um, within the Christian circle believe in modalism. And he was illustrating the Holy Spirit with water, and then he would do ice. Yeah. And and it was just one of those things. It's like, I don't know if that was his intention, and so that's why I don't really want to be like, hey, I'm calling this out. He's right. a modalist. Like, But what he was saying, that God changed forms. And yeah. so I think we have to be careful, and this is one of the reasons that I wanted us to talk about the Trinity is because... It, with well intentions, we can take we can take the Trinity and turn them into into modalism, where we believe that you know instead of there being three distinct parts of the Trinity, right. they God just simply changes. He yeah. changed into Jesus, and then when Jesus left, he changed into the yeah. Holy Spirit, which is is not true. Right, and I I in my message I use that that um, analogy of right. water as a form that's uh, a very common illustration right. used um, and, and saying like in and of itself, it was Derek. I, I was understand. Derek yeah, I was on Instagram <laughs> doing, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but, Yikes. but right. <laughs> the we idea, <laughs> right. But you didn't say, Hey, God changed forms. And that's right. where this guy was saying, Hey, right. God changed forms. You were saying, Hey, there's distinctions. There's a difference. They're all one, right. but there's, different parts of well and i was pointing out the the idea behind you know whether it's the ice and water and vapor right um thing or the clover there's a bunch of different illustrations the egg the the apple there there are these illustrations that i I believe where they start is in a in a helpful place of trying to say you know there is something that can be three in one look at h2o it can be solid it can be vapor it can be liquid and and that's true. However, we use that how we want it to be, right. right? When we want ice and we want something cold, we use that form. When we want something to quench our thirst, we use that liquid. Right. When we're cooking, we're going to use boiling and becoming and seeing the vapor happen. Right. And the problem with that idea is that's, that's not who God is. That's God is not, you know, the, the modalism kind of has this idea of in the Old Testament, God was the father. And then the New Testament comes and God took the form of a human in Jesus to be the sacrifice. And now God's form is the spirit on earth with us and not three separate, you know, persons and one entity, but it is, it is one God who took three different forms. And that's just not biblically accurate. We see throughout scripture. That's not the case. Something that I read about modalism that I thought was a really good um, kind of point to it, point against it was that, um, if, if that were true, then like when, um, we're interacting with, or when God is taking the form of Jesus, then there's no father to be loving us right. mm-hmm. and there's no spirit to be moving with right. us. That's and so good. there's that yeah. kind of, that's good. directly goes against the proof that we see throughout scripture right. of well, and like even, Jesus even interacting with right. and calling right. upon well, the Holy and, spirit comes right. and descends in on him like a dove. And we see yeah. the father. I mean, if right. we look at the baptism of Jesus, it pretty much They're disproves right. modalism in one 
fell swoop. And I think that's really good. And even like it says, the Holy Spirit is drawing people to the Father and pointing to the truth of Jesus. And so I think, Mm -hmm. I I just, I think it's a, I just wanted to talk about it, especially it's just one of these things where I think it became, can become like, oh, look at this cool illustration. Oh, that represents the Holy Spirit and everything's well-intentioned. But then all of a sudden we start to believe that God is somebody that who he isn't. And so I just wanted us to take a moment just to kind of push back. And like, I'm sure that I'm sure that a lot of our listeners will have seen this video by the time, by the time that it, it, it gets around and it's shared, it's been shared a lot. And so I think it's just, we have to be careful with that stuff. Those are, those are both great points. I also look at, at the, the life of Jesus on earth and, and some of the words that he used, Jesus went to the garden and prayed to the father, the father right, right. to take this away from him. Right. Right. Like if it was just God in a different form, why would he, he right. he's just having a conversation with himself. He wouldn't need to ask. He'd just do it. Right. <laughs> right. Same thing when Jesus is on the cross, yeah. my God, my, why have you forsaken me father? And, and then what does he tell us? I'm, I'm going to leave you, but there's one who's coming. Right. right? He's not saying, but I'll be back. You know, he's not the terminator. He's, he's, he's God. He's not coming back in a different form. It is, it is three in one. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. good. So, um, I kind of wanted to talk about something that, uh, I think we warn against even here on our podcast and like in, you know, greater Christian society is like, if you can't find it in the word, like that can become dangerous. And so I think that the concept of the Trinity is one that is found throughout the word, sure. but that the word Trinity is not. Right. And so I feel like it's kind of one of those rare uh, words that we accept in Christianity, <laughs> right? Sure. That we accept widely, but sure. isn't necessarily the word that's used. So yeah. I kind of wanted to, for us to just chat about like, where did that concept come from throughout the word? And then, you know, that we generally do accept it. Yeah. The, the term Trinity is not found in scripture, but the term Trinity is extremely biblical mm-hmm. in terms of what we look at throughout scripture. And, you know, we even look at the the root of the word Trinity. It's tri and it's it's a three and then unity together and one. So it's literally three in one in the in in where it comes from. Um and you know, I, I we do have to be very careful and you're right, Annika, whether that's whether that's on this podcast or at Encounter or our church services on a weekend, we're we're very um, especially because you can find anything on Instagram, right? <laughs> you can find anything on YouTube. Right. Um to be very careful. Um, where I have found for myself and looking and researching things like that is how long has this idea been around? And, yeah. yes. <laughs> you know, Trinity has been around for a long time. And there's people who who have had councils and got together people of right. faith who mm-hmm. whose passion was to try to understand what does it mean to be a follower of of God and and. And we see that that term comes from some of these these meetings and these gatherings that that happen in the early church as a way to explain the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, but yet they are God because they again they can see as as God is revealing to them, and, and that's a huge thing too. Is we do focus on on Scripture, but there is a there is a real thing that is biblical that is revelation from God that He right. will give. Now we have to be careful there too, yeah. because many people will claim to have a revelation from God that has only been given to them. Right. If we look throughout the history of the church. When God has been revealing himself and truth about himself, it is not happening to one person. Right. It is right. a revelation that is that is coming the body as a whole, the church together. 
So when we see like the night night the council of Nicaea getting together and talking about things in the church and trying to better understand together right. it's a group of people who are very devoted followers and and bishops and and people within the church at the time who are getting together and saying here's what God's telling me and revealing to me and it's matching up yeah. right mm-hmm. instead of here's what God's telling me I can't tell you yet Right. Or here's what God's revealing to me, and you need to listen to me because right. God said it. Right. That is is where we've got to be careful. Is yeah. biblical revelation is is when the body as a whole is is beginning to better clearly understand who God is, not an individual who's yeah, got a special ability to hear from God and you don't. Yeah. That's, that's not biblical. Yeah, and I think the word has survived hundreds of years. Right. So it's like, I mean, it. I mean, really, it's at least from the Reformation on forward, we get this, and, and maybe even a little bit before then, yeah. but I mean, really, the, the founding, the really solidifying of the word Trinity is from, I mean, really, it's come from the Reformation time. And so right. I think anything that's survived that long. And I hate to say that because I mean, and thank God for the reformation, but, um, and before then, but was difficult for Christianity in some ways. But I just think over time, if it wasn't biblical, if it wasn't something that was solid, then it probably wouldn't have with, and there's plenty of theologies and things right. that haven't stood, yeah. withstood yeah. the, the test true. of time in that way. So I think, I think that's really good and we can trust, trust them as well. Um, we wanted to kind of just talk about how um, just your view or understanding of the Trinity has changed over time, and and how has that impacted your your faith and relationship? So I hate to say, like the Trinity hasn't changed, but how has your view sure, of no. of the Trinity changed? Yeah, and and definitely has because um, I grew up in a, in a traditional um, small Lutheran church growing up, and and. Um, and whether or not this was just because this was what I was hearing and wasn't paying attention or this was what was being taught is I didn't really ever hear much about Jesus and the Holy spirit. Um, it was there, there was God, but many times it was God, the father that I believe was being, being talked about. Um, now we would read the Nicene creed that talks about the father, the son and the Holy spirit, but then pretty much everything else just kind of, you know, that, that view of God up on his throne, watching down over us, and making sure that I don't screw up too bad um, kind of view. Um, and then I would say uh, coming to celebration and, um, you know, I, I've, I've said before, if, if you've heard my testimony, the first weekend that I was at celebration, the first Sunday I stepped into a service was the first time that either I heard or at least that it, it made sense and stuck with me that I could have a personal relationship with Jesus. So then it's like, okay, full throttle into Jesus and figuring out who Jesus is and the relationship with him. And then, and then there's the Holy Spirit. And it's like, okay, well, wait a minute. Now, where, how does that all fit? And so <laughs> I think for me, there's been parts of my life where, where I've kind of focused in on, on the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, trying to better understand them individually. Um, and then out of that was like, okay, but they all fit together too. And so I think it's just been this real progression. And quite honestly, I feel like every time I start looking into it and really studying it, there's something new that's kind of revealed to me in, in preparing this message for encounter yeah. a couple months ago. I know there was stuff where I was like, I, I went into pastor Brant was like, am I thinking of this? Like, is, is this, <laughs> is this accurate? Like what I'm, what I'm thinking yeah. of, I've never thought of it this way. Right. And, um, and so I, I think that, 
Um, there's certain parts of our our life as we grow where we are just drawn to studying certain things. Yeah. And for me with the Trinity, I, I, I know there's certain parts of my life where I feel like I've kind of focused on those things um, individually um, and, and, and then has overall grown in, in, I, I again, I hate to even say my understanding cause I feel like I have such a small sure. understanding <laughs> and grasp of it. Right. Um, but, but just having a little more clarity in, in, in what the Trinity is and what it means. Yeah, I think that's good. I think that's helpful for us too, just to know like you don't have to have it all together. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just gonna take time. And I think just understanding too, like as you grow, your understanding will continue to grow and your your perceptions might change, your yeah. thoughts might change, mm-hmm. like it might get completely radically like awakened and changed and and that's cool. Like that's the best part about it is like we just have to hold that loosely to the place where we can just say, like, I'm not gonna fully understand this. Mm-hmm. But to the best of my ability, I'm going to try to understand this. Right. And so that's, you know, that for for us, that's really what we've been trying to do as well. And and I think that when we get to heaven, we'll be we'll be like, wow, we got that wrong. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, like. But I, I think, though, that is the beauty of of Jesus and who he is and, yeah. and following God is I'm not called to figure out the Trinity completely to fully experience who he is. Right. I'm not. I'm not called to have to figure that out to get my entry into heaven. Right. Like I'm called to continually grow in my knowledge and my understanding and be prepared right. for whatever, whatever he calls me to. But I get, I, you know, I, I, I find peace in that I don't have to understand it yeah. in completely. Um, you know, I know for some people the thought of, well, you can't fully under explain your God. Right. <laughs> why would you follow him? Right. To me, I'm saying if I could, that doesn't really make him any better than me. Right. And if God's not any better than me, he's probably not really worth following. You know what I mean? Not worth, not worth worshiping. Um, and so I, I guess I find peace in, in I can continually grow and understand more about God's character and who he is and, and what he's doing in my life and how he's, um, acting in the, in the world and, 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 and not fully understand it and be okay with that because, yeah. I shouldn't fully understand who God is right. or else he's not God. Right. right. And I think like something that you said was about how you had focused in about like who the father was and who yeah. Jesus was and who the Holy Spirit is. And I think that um, I, you talked about how that all fits together in studying that. I think that yeah. that part is really what studying and knowing the Trinity is. True. And personally, like I think I really undervalued what that can do with my for my relationship with God, because I think we focus a lot about knowing each component of the Trinity and we focus a lot on knowing well the character of God. And not that that isn't helpful, obviously. I mean, it's wildly helpful, but I, I personally, I think I've seen a a great difference in how much I deeply understand how the character flows through all three because I'm more dedicated to understanding how the three of them come together. Sure. And so I think that if you're someone who like has always seen the Trinity as something, it's like, you just know like God is three and one, three and one. (laughs) And like, that's as much as you know about the Trinity. Um, Don't perhaps take another look at it because I think at the first glance, we kind of just assume it's something you learn in in kids church and it's like, that's the extent of it. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a lot, I think that can be revealed through um, truly knowing and and studying the Trinity. So, and I I think that 
just to be completely transparent and honest, I think the church has done a really poor job of encouraging that yeah. um, throughout at least recent history. You know, mm-hmm. I think there's, you know, it, it, it was very common for, for when the term Trinity to come, be like, yep, if you can, if you can figure it out, let me know. And just kind of <laughs> leaving it at that. And it's like, right. okay, okay. Like I understand where that comes from because the reality is like, okay, just as we're talking about, you're, we're not meant to completely fully understand it. Sure. But I think a, a potential negative that comes from that is it's not important. Right. So don't worry about it. Right. Yeah. And exactly. that, and that I think is, is, is very dangerous because that's not the truth. Like right. it, you, you learn more about who God is. You begin to be more in awe of right. who he is. Yeah. And like you said, growing in the Trinity is not going to lessen the character of God. Right. It's only going to increase it as you learn more about how, how it works and, and, yeah who he is. Yeah, it's good. And it is something that I think is so valuable compared to other um, religions. And I think we undersell the value of what it can do in order to, you know, kind of point to our God being God right? too as well. So it's got so many like good components and and it's so much more applicable than I think um, just the children's nursery rhyme that we assume it to be. Yeah. And something you just said on it that I think is important as well of, you know, we talked about, modalism but there's there's also this idea that if you've ever studied like greek mythology you know this this, uh, polytheism of all these different gods who oversee different sectors of life and and different things like you know zeus and and um all these different greek gods and that's not what the trinity is either we're not talking about three parts of god who are over different things necessarily um and so you know there's there's a difference there but i i think you're i think you're right annika and and this is what really one of the major things that separates christianity and followers of 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 jesus from other religions and so that's that's a big reason why this is important to understand and and at least have a general knowledge of. Yeah, for sure. So the next thing that we kind of wanted to talk about is uh, we briefly talked about it in the beginning about like kind of the different models and things like that. And in your message, like you said, you walked through um, the benefits and then a lot of the flaws that a lot of Trinity illustrations have. And then we also talked, you quoted at the end, um, Delighting in the Trinity, which is a book by Michael Reeves. And um, Monica shamelessly plugs her, that book so many times. Yeah, I do. And <laughs> I'm good. actually going to read a quote from it. So now yeah. we're really going to plug yeah. it. Yeah. How it's much a, did he I pay got, to get <laughs> sponsorship? Not enough. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure out. I got to figure out how to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So I'm going to read a quote really quick that um, kind of points to the uh, kind of what we were talking about, about the flaws in those illustrations and the benefit of truly knowing what the Trinity is and just diving actually into what the Trinity is. So I'm going to read that really quick and then we'll kind of ask some questions surrounding it. So far better than leaves, eggs, and liquids that reflects a personal God, a son who is distinct from his father and yet who is of the very being of the father and who is eternally one with him in the spirit. So that I think is um, far less uh, grabby and far less I can understand that as a 10-year-old type of thing. Yeah. And so I think that the illustrations have really come from that. But that quote in, in describing the the oneness of the Trinity and yet the three Father, Son, Holy Spirit I think that quote is so um, that's probably the most succinct sentence I've ever read on the Trinity. And so um, 
I kind of wanted for us to just talk about, you know, what you agree with about the analogies, perhaps what you disagree with, and then how, how studying something like that is perhaps more beneficial in how you reframe how you see the Trinity. So let's start with um, discussing the analogies and perhaps what uh, you do agree with, because we did talk a little bit about what you disagree with. Sure. Yeah. You know, I think some people are visual learners, and I think that that's a, a tool that's been used by the church. Again, I think in in very positive reasons and not not with the intent of of throwing people off or or getting them on the wrong track, but trying to help them understand that this three in one idea does kind of exist in our world. And, and this is a visual way of, you know, there's, there's an apple and there's the skin and there's the, the flesh of the apple and there's the seed, you know, all three are part of an apple, right? But they're also separate and they kind of have different purposes. And, and, um, you know, and so I, I, I think that the, the positive from that is it does help somebody go, okay, wait a minute. Three and one is not such a crazy concept that there's nothing else like that. Right. right. Okay. Water can be in different forms. An egg is an egg, but there are different elements to it. You know, I, I think there's, there's, it's helpful to at, at kind of an elementary basic level of the Trinity, understand that that is a reality. I think the, the biggest issue I have with it is this idea of, okay, an apple has three parts. But what do we do? Some people will eat the skin and the flesh and throw the core of the apple away. Some people don't like the skin, so they're gonna they're gonna peel it and get the skin off, and they're going to eat the flesh and throw the seeds and core away. What if if that's if we get too deep into that analogy? Mm -hmm. What does that start to say we can do with our faith? We can pick and choose the parts that we like and throw away the rest. I know that's a jump. I understand that. Right. But it's a reality if we if we are comparing who God is to right. these things that we use, right. and, and the they, same way with the egg, like, right? Like, yeah, all of it. What are you gonna yeah. do? You're gonna crack the egg, and you're gonna get the stuff you want, mm-hmm. right? And some people don't like the yellow part, so they're gonna take that out Cholesterol. and just do the white, right? right. Because it's gonna be healthier to just <laughs> right. get the white part, right? But but it is really you look at all of those different right. things. Yeah. There's there's this idea of of being able to pick and choose stuff or in some of the other analogies if you don't have the other parts then they're not actually god and that's another part of this trinity thing is well yes it's three in one all three are god as well separately and so um i think that that that, is the is the biggest thing that's good and that kind of i think i'd I want to just talk about Mormonism for a half second because sure. I think what you just mentioned, like yeah. all, like they're all like God, they are God. Mormons actually believe that Jesus was not God when right. he was here on this earth and that he actually did enough good stuff. He lived the perfect life that we, we can actually live the perfect life too is what they believe. Sure. But the way that basically the way we can earn our way into heaven is actually becoming a God. And that's what Jesus did, right? So Jesus was not God until he was like resurrected and he had worked his way enough to become God. And right. so I think that's um, as well, it, that's, I think it that not necessarily um, playing off of all the egg and stuff like that, but I think those ty- kind of like elementary things that we can, can lead to us believing something that's not true about. Sure. Yeah. They may, and so may I, end up being more recognizable by a different 
theological sure. thinking. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I think there's nothing there's nothing wrong in the intention behind it and getting us a rudimentary understanding right. of like, hey, okay, God is three in one. But then we have to move on. And that's why we wanted to do the podcast, to be honest. I think that we wanted to dive a little deeper into the Trinity because it is confusing. I mean, it's still yeah. it's something that and if we don't talk about it, then they're gonna be on Instagram learning about the Trinity sure. from somebody that we would completely disagree with. And so I think that's and that's why we want that's why we have the podcast mm-hmm. so that we can have these conversations and having meaningful conversations and saying, Hey, this is what we agree with. This is what we disagree with. And so, yeah. and I would invite people who are listening. If you still don't understand it, pick up a copy of Annika's favorite book besides, <laughs> right. besides mine. Yeah. Uh, a small percentage of the proceeds. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. It but doesn't. I think it is, I mean, it is a heavy book. Like I was like, I'm a fast it's reader dense. and I was like, oh, I'm going to crush this out in a week and I still haven't yep. finished it. Yeah. So I, but I think that like that is great. I think that even when you start looking at scripture through the lens of like, okay, where's the Trinity in this? Even in Genesis chapter one, it says, let us create mankind in it. Like he's talking about the relationship yeah. between the Trinity. And so all of a sudden you start to see the Trinity everywhere. You know, right. you start to see it and you're like, wow, how could I miss this? Like, yeah. and it's, you didn't miss anything. Is just this understanding of like yeah. the Trinity awareness. is everywhere. Awareness of that. Yeah, I think what, Derek, you've done a really like you've kind of laid out this great idea of the fact that you've taken what we often describe as an elementary concept Mm -hmm. and leave as an elementary concept as something that you have now taken to that next stage. And that that has then encouraged you to reframe how you um, look at the Trinity. Yeah, Yeah. no, absolutely. I I think that, um, you know, one one thing I just wanted to say of of with this Trinity is we talk about, you know, not not being able to fully comprehend and understand of you know, I, I like questions and I like having answers to the questions. And, um, part of my story is, is stepping away from the church because I asked questions and they weren't answered Mm -hmm. and they weren't answered the, you know, just, they just weren't honestly answered. It was just, well, you believe it because you're supposed to, and then, and then move on. (laughs) And so it's not in my nature to just accept that there's not a perfect answer to the Trinity, Yeah, but also, as I've grown in my understanding of just life in general, not just even my faith. Right. One of the most powerful things that you can do as an intellectual person, as a person trying to figure something out is admit that you don't fully understand it, but continue to strive after, um, after truth in the midst of that, even if you know that truth is not completely attainable. Right. We look at even, even the science world, there are some facts but there's a lot of things that even right. <laughs> people thought were facts that all of a sudden changed, right? right. And so it, that's a part of our our growth of our world and as, us as individuals. And so, you know, I think that being able to take something and look at it in a way that is um, inquisitive and not just taking something always for face value like those yeah. illustrations and saying, okay, and also not just throwing it all out and saying, nope, don't right. use that ever because that's yes. bad because right. Christians are are really bad about that too of, yeah. oh, this doesn't line up with what I think completely, so throw it away, get rid of it. Yeah, Understanding that, okay, at a rudimentary level, you can you can use this but also it doesn't tell the whole story yeah, and we need to be more. able to, to acknowledge that too. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here with us, Derek. Absolutely. And we hope to have you back again sometime soon. It would be my pleasure. Thank you for joining us today on the Encounter YA podcast. Be sure to listen to Derek's previous episode linked in the show notes below, and we hope that you'll join us again next week.